Boston Celtics get their fifth straight win. Jason Tatum was awesome. Jalen Brown was almost as good. Peyton Pritchett comes in and does some fun stuff. It's all right now on a bonus Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day and I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast that drops wherever you get your podcasts, even on YouTube. So subscribe wherever you get your shows. Watch the show if you'd like. I do appreciate you making this your first listen every day. I'm John Corrales, former professional basketball player now covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I've also written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. I am here in the garden for those of you who uh, are watching on YouTube, uh, the, the court is out that way somewhere <laughs> over my right shoulder, but it's now the rink, and I wanted to get this podcast out as fast as possible, so I'm here in uh, the media dining area, so that's where you see TVs and long cafeteria-style tables, uh, but it doesn't matter where I am. All that matters is that I'm talking about the Celtics, 131-112 win over the Denver Nuggets, their fifth straight win. And oh, by the way, for people who have not followed this, the Celtics are now currently the NBA belt champions. So celebrate that championship. If you don't know what the NBA belt is, quick primer. The NBA champion comes into the season with the belt. Golden State Warriors come into the season with the belt. And every game they play is a title defense, just like wrestling, just like boxing, just like MMA. And it's a fun way to follow the league. Denver had the belt. Boston took the belt. And they did it behind 34 points from Jason Tatum, 11 of 21 shooting, 52%. uh, And once again, very impressive. He didn't get the 34 points because he was hot from three. Just two of seven from the three-point line, but 10 of 11 from the free throw line. Once again, Jason Tatum comes out and puts up a big, big scoring night without putting up the the big three-point numbers because he's able to be aggressive. He's able to get to the rim. He's able to get to the line, and that bolsters his scoring. That's what an MVP does. I've said that multiple times on the podcast. This was an MVP-level performance from him. 34 points, eight rebounds, five assists. It all started out with Jalen Brown. Jalen was almost perfect. I think he started 10 for 10 in this game. 11 of 15 shooting, 25 points. Really impressive, though. Eight assists to go along with eight rebounds. Eight assists for Jalen Brown. The Celtics had 30 assists and just seven turnovers. So the big storylines from this game, Tatum and Brown, awesome. Tatum was an MVP level. Jalen Brown was at a very high level, all-star level performance. And the Celtics protected the ball and they uh, move the ball extraordinarily well. Hey, today's bonus episode brought to you by Crack Sauce, C-R-A-I-C, Crack Sauce. It's hot sauce with big, bold flavors, built different. If you want to try some and you're coming to a game, maybe sometime next week, you want to stop by the Black Rose over in uh, Faneuil Hall. Black Rose serves Crack Sauce, so get that heat, get that flavor, hot sauce built differently, Use the promo code LOCKEDON 
for 10% off at cracksauce.com. That's C-R-A-I-C. It's made by a Celtic season ticket holder. It's made by a local, local farms, local businesses, a local business, local employees, support a Celtics fan, support local business. The 30, uh, 30 assists with just the seven turnovers is, is one of the mind-blowing parts of this. That was my, uh, my story after the game on Boston Sports Journal in addition to my game report where really the, the – I guess what it comes down to is the Celtics moving the ball really, really well is cutting down their turnovers. And I broached that with Joe Mazzulla after the game and it was uh he 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 didn't um well i'll just play it for you joe seven turnovers tonight and the uh the previous game the starters were really good at at, at protecting the ball what are you seeing that's going into that because uh, turnovers had been an issue in the past yeah. uh, point cards to start with i think i forgot what their ratio was the three games before this one uh but uh, Smart has been great uh, in his assisted turnover ratio. Derek and Malcolm have been great. So I think it starts with them. And then I think it starts with decision-making. And so when you have great spacing and you make the right play um, and you read the coverage the right way, I think the, the passing is a little bit easier. And so we stay out of uh, those disadvantaged situations that kind of force turnovers. It actually sounds like you'd think the more you move the ball, the more you pass the ball, there's more opportunity to turn it over. But actually, the more you move the ball, the less you're turning it over. I never thought of it that way. It's a good point. Um, yeah, and when turnovers do happen, it's because someone didn't shoot the ball. Yeah, nothing good happens after the first shot's passed up. The first good shot. <laughs> Not just any shot. That's a good thought. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Um, probably just because of our spacing. And like I said, they read coverages. And so if a guy slips, they know where the next guy is. If a guy sets a screen, they get the ball where it needs to go. And so it's just a compliment to our guys reading the defense and making the right play for each other. Mic drop. I like that. Didn't think of it that way, but that that's the, the truth here is by moving the ball more, by whipping the ball around, that actually cuts down on the turnovers. Why? I know it seems like you, you pass the ball more, there's more opportunity for it to get picked off, but the way they're doing it, it's the way they're doing it, precise cuts, precise uh, decisions. Uh, they're getting off the ball before they get too deep. They're getting off the ball. Last, last uh, NBA Finals, in the Finals, the problem that they faced was they got the ball too deep. We've talked about this a million times. They got caught without any outlets, and they turned the ball over. Now they're not getting too deep. They're not taking that extra dribble. They're giving the ball up before they take that extra dribble. And then the ball's whipping around, and the defense is out of sorts. The defense is out of position. And the Celtics are out there able to score and, and uh, find their way to the basket, find their way to open jumpers without the defense getting their hand on the ball. Seven turnovers, they are... Uh, I can pull it up. No, I can't pull it up. They are third. I can remember it. I can remember it, John. <laughs> They're third in the NBA in fewest turnovers, third in uh, lowest uh, turnover percentage. They're fourth in assist to turnover ratio right now. They have just two games out of the 12 
where they've turned it over more than 14 times. And that's when you're, when you're getting 30 assists and 29 assists, I think they've only had one game uh, this season where they had less than 24 assists. So when you're, when you're assisting that much and you're turning it over that, that little, what ends up happening is they're essentially defending with their offense. They're defending with their offense. They're, they're giving up. It was 10 points, three opponent fast break points, 10.3 fast break points. You go down to the bottom of the league, the Lakers, the Rockets, those teams are giving up 17, 18 points off of uh, fast breaks. You turn the ball over, it turns into fast break points. The Celtics have a couple of three wins where it, the, the, they've won by six or fewer points. You look at the bottom of the league points off of turnovers, the Lakers are probably like second or third from the bottom of the league. They're, they're giving up more than six points in fast break points than the Celtics are. So you take that difference and you say, hey, three of those wins, if you turn those into three losses because you've given up too many fast break points, now the Celtics are six and six instead of nine and three. So that's a big difference early on. The Celtics now at nine and three are right there in second place. They are now ahead of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And we know what's happened with those, with those games. The Celtics at nine and three have one more win, also three losses. Cavs are at eight and three. And they're just a game behind the Milwaukee Bucks, who are 10 and two now. So for all of the talk about the defense, here are the Celtics, one game out of first place, right at the top. This is the exact same, the, the exact kind of start that they needed. This is the exact type of basketball that they needed to play to make sure that they they could withstand this this time with Robert Williams out. And you know what? I feel like Robert Williams is not that far off. He's out there traveling with the team. He's out there. I've said it. I said it with Tom Westerholm. I've said it a bunch now. The time frame was eight to twelve. We're at seven weeks. And, and Rob has said they made it 8 to 12 to give him room to have a setback. And he hasn't had one yet. He's out there on the bench in this game celebrating after Peyton Pritchard, Jose Alvarado'd DeAndre Jordan, which was an awesome, awesome moment uh, in this game. Let's use that to, to focus on Peyton Pritchard, who came in, played. With Brogdon out, Brogdon is day-to-day with right hamstring tightness. With Brogdon out, Pritchard gets an opportunity. Plays 15, almost 16 minutes. Is 5 of 6 from the field. 5 rebounds. He had 11 points. Uh, A steal, that steal at the end of that wild play where the Celtics had, I think, 4 chances to score. DeAndre Jordan finally got his hand on a ball. He, he looked like a lost child underneath the rim watching that ball. He, he's in there to rebound, and he couldn't grab a rebound. And at the end, when he finally gets his hands on the ball, Peyton Pritchard kind of ducks in, steals the pass, and lays the ball in. The bench went nuts. Marcus Smart went nuts. Uh, like I said, Robert Williams went nuts. This is the type of performance that is, I mean... Adam Himmelsbach called it a luxury. Adam Himmelsbach of the Globe called it a real luxury to have him. And I agree. And this is why I've, I've been saying kind of consistently that I don't think he's going to be on this roster 
at the end of the season. But after seeing this performance today, I don't want to say I'm changing my mind. I, he may be too valuable to to give up. He might be he might be valuable enough where they can get so if they want to go with another big um and and he's the path to get them that other big, then that might be how they have to go. But also if the Celtics have some fragility ahead of him at the point guard position, Brogdon, who knows? Marcus Smart looks like me when I get out of bed in the morning, just limping and stiff when he's in the locker room. Who knows? He's going to need some time off. I've talked about that on the podcast before, too. He's going to need some time, time off at some point. So Pritchard getting this run is, I, I think it shows you, shows me that it, it may be valuable, maybe more valuable to keep him and say, hey, look, maybe over the summer you deal him to get him a better opportunity. But for now, with this fragility ahead of him, uh, for lack of a better term, maybe just keeping him and maybe just keeping him is the way to go. And, And why keeping him would be the way to go is because he just stays ready. You know, that thing that guys say on, on these, you know, in locker rooms, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. You've heard that a bunch. Well, Peyton Pritchard stays ready. You got to give him credit. Peyton Pritchard stays ready, and because of that, he's he's a very valuable guy to have around. So I, I'm softening on that position that I've had. A couple of other things before I wrap this up, give you a quick bonus podcast. I try to keep these weekend ones a little quicker uh, for you. Uh, so uh, right, going right down the box score. Shout out to Grant Williams. I've I've called him. Uh, I call him out, but I've, I've expressed some concern about him being a little bit timid in in the starting lineup. Not today. 32 minutes, he shot 5 of 8, 2 of 5 from 3, 13 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, a block. This is uh, the type of game that he uh, that I wanted to see from him. It was it's really a, a really uh, a great game uh, from him. This is exactly what the Celtics need in that type of uh in that type of spot. Al Horford stole Sam Hauser's shooting ability. Hauser shot one of six from three in this game. Al Horford was six of eight from three. He was four of four in the last two games combined. So that's 10 of 12 from three in his last three games. Horford is on fire. Seven rebounds, two assists, 21 points. The guys Tatum and Brown gushing about Al Horford after the game. And, and rightfully so. Marcus Smart, a quiet game, uh, was in foul trouble most of the game, but he still was out there to be a plus 28, uh, kind of a quiet night for him. Derek White, uh, I, I was looking for him in, in my pregame. I was looking for him to kind of like to see if he could mimic Malcolm Brogdon a little bit. Joe Mazzula said, you know, I'm not going to ask him to be Malcolm Brogdon. I'm going to ask him to be Derek White. And so he, he I was wondering if Derek White could step into that Brogdon role he didn't really, he wasn't as aggressive attacking the basket. Uh, but he was okay in this game. He had a couple of big three-pointers. Uh, Luke Cornett, four of eight. He had a, a putback, that putback reverse, a couple of block shots. He's only down for one. I could have swore he had he had more than one. He had four offensive rebounds, seven rebounds overall. Nice contribution from Luke Cornett. Uh, so that's that's it from as far as the the um up and down the box score. 
there's some garbage time in there, but I thought, generally speaking, these guys played really, really well. They did a great job on Nikola Jokic, who weirdly was a minus in this game, a minus 14. Grant Williams did a really good job guarding Jokic. He didn't have to help a whole lot when he was guarding. And they they kind of were saying, hey, look, if Jokic is going to score, he's going to score. But what they didn't do is let him get the assists. Three assists for Jokic, that's that's nothing. That's nothing. And yeah, Jamal Murray had 10 of them, but that's, that's okay. Uh, a lot of that came with Jokic off the floor. It was a weird game in terms of Jokic on the floor. He had, he had a stretch where he was really just dominant, but Jokic on the floor. This game turned in the fourth quarter where Jokic came back in and the Celtics grew the lead. I'll go back to the the third quarter. It's like three and a half minutes left, and uh, Aaron Gordon gets fouled. The, the Nuggets are down two, and he misses both free throws. I've seen this happen a million times. Team is making its march back, and it can't break through. And if you just tie the game, if you can just take the lead, it feels like that whole Jenga tower falls for the other team. And they just couldn't do it. They couldn't get... They got to within one, and then the Celtics put together an 18. It was an 18-6 run spanning the end of the third and the beginning of the fourth, and a lot of that came with Jokic on the floor. The Celtics just didn't let Jokic go crazy, and they did a great job withstanding that run with him uh, when he was in at the end, on the bench at the end, and they they just held their composure. Good, good, solid win here. Uh, some may call it a statement win. I just think it's just a good, solid win. Keeping your composure when the other team makes its run. Uh, that They had an 18-point lead at one point. It got all the way down to one, and they turned it into a 131-112 win. Nice one. Celtics hold the NBA belt. Now they go to Detroit. I don't expect Al Horford to play because he doesn't play in these back-to-backs, so it's going to be a tough one. And I'm sure Detroit is is going to think like they had a chance in that first game, and if they just clean some things up, maybe they can they can get back out there and and, and win a game at home. This is going to be a tough one for the Celtics. Uh, I'll do a post game there too. I'll do a post game after that one. Quick post game after that. So podcasts not just five days a week. Some weeks I'm doing seven days a week with the way this schedule drops. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. Uh, also, make sure you're checking out cracksauce.com, C-R-A-I-C, cracksauce.com. Locally made in Massachusetts hot sauce with big, bold flavors. It's not just something you put on top of your food. It's something you use as an ingredient in your cooking. It's that good. I love this stuff. If you want to try it, if you're in the area, go to the Black Rose for dinner before the game. You'll get some. You can try some. And then I know you're going to buy some. So go to cracksauce.com, C-R-A-I-C, sauce.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN for 10% off. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for sharing the podcast. If you're already subscribed, tell your friends, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.